Hello, everyone. If you have been following us on Instagram or Facebook, you might have noticed we've been doing a giveaway. We hope you all got all your entries in because it's time to announce the winner. And the lucky winner is... Delco Dave Drinks. Thanks to everyone who participated. It was a lot of fun. Get in touch with us. We'll get you that $20 code to use on Threadless along with a pint glass and maybe some local Austin beer and a koozie of your choice. Just pick from Clint, Cutter, Joel, Ross, or Tony and let us know where to send it. Thanks everyone for listening and enjoy the new episode of Three Bears In. There is a podcast no one asked for. A podcast you never knew you didn't want. Three beers in. This is the podcast. I anticipate a deeply religious experience. Greetings, listener, and welcome to Three Beers In. Today, we are broadcasting from Live Oak Brewery. We are joined here today by Mike O'Connor. Mike, tell them about your position here. I'm Mike O'Connor. I work at uh, Live Oak. I uh, So Live Oak has never had a marketing position. Wow. And I started on the at the bottom. I was a, a, a line cleaner, draft line cleaner, and merchandiser, and did deliveries and stuff. Uh, I had got out of the sales side of selling beer for a few other breweries and said, kind of, I'm done. I'm done with all this. And then said, all right, I should probably get back in. (laughs) And when I did, it was literally bottom of the totem pole and just kind of worked my way like, hey, let me help out here. Let me help out there. Let me help put together some sort of content that we can get out there. And slowly they were like, here's the password to Instagram. Here's the (laughs) password to Facebook. And I'm like, ooh, this is fun. And then just kind of let it all take over. And now, yeah, now this is what I do. I I do content creation, social media management, and yeah, get to kind of have fun every day. I'm getting paid right now to do this. Awesome. Well, we aren't, but welcome to the podcast anyway. (laughs) We're getting paid in beer. (laughs) And we also have Joel, Chance. Hey there. Ross. Hey. Cutter. What's up? And Tony. Hey, how's it going? Full cast today. So did you say your name? Yeah. Oh, and myself, Clint. <laughs> yeah. I always forget about myself. Yeah. So the first beer we started off with is the Grodzitski. It is a smoked Wayne's beer. Grodzitski. <laughs> Did you come up with that like last night? <laughs> I can't oh, wait to I, use this. Uh, I got to bed about two. So. <laughs> it could have been this morning. <laughs> Thank you for getting the family. <laughs> we watched the, I don't know, would you call it a trailer video for yeah. the beer? Yeah. Uh, it's the first trailer video for a beer that I've ever seen. And it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it is. I hate to use the word epic, but it's pretty epic. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That was one of those things where, where in like one of the first marketing meetings we had and we were discussing different ideas. One of them was we wanted to kind of make maybe snippets that you would recognize mm-hmm. from other movies. Right. And like I really wanted to do like the Terminator foot crushing a skull. <laughs> <laughs> crushing <laughs> a beer can. Yeah, like something. We wanted to do the Jurassic Park scene and then like over time it was like, you know, like why don't we just do like one specific, like do an actual movie trailer and Grzitski was one of those things that we decided, you know what, we got to push this beer really hard and like kind of make it weird and I've been on a, an Evil Dead kick lately. Oh. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I kind of wanted it in that same vein. It's not as goofy, but it is. Yes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was just, it's a lot of fun. I mean, oh, and that's where the car comes in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I see that. I definitely and see kinda, that. It kind of, the whole idea behind, especially this part of the job for beer, is to kind of bring out our personality. Right. And, right. Well, yeah. I think, I it think it's important. That. Like, because there are so many, you know, breweries and tap rooms, it's good to have, you know, one that gets stuck in your head. You can remember for something, of course. Yeah. And we don't take ourselves seriously. And so that's, oh, yeah. that's kind yeah. of the big thing. I mean, tomorrow we're celebrating 21 years and we've never never had anything like this before. And I mean, I've known about Live Oak for a long time. And so my goal is to like, okay, we have a lot of creative people. This is kind of our personality and bringing that out. We do things that are very different, I guess, in the industry yeah. comparative to like other breweries. So, so, so personally, I like beer. that. So your beer is going to be legal tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like us as a brewery, we can finally legally buy our own beer. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. It's Texas laws, man. TABC. Recurring theme on this podcast. Actually, Chip, the owner, he's very big with the Texas Craft Brewers Guild. And there's a craft pack, like a, like kind of like a super pack, political and we are one of the breweries that are well, one of many in Texas that are fighting against like Texas terrible laws right. that are archaic. Right. That, yeah. Like for instance, for us, if the tap room here needs beer, we have to legitimately so. get an invoice yep. and sign for it from and yourself. pay for it from ourselves ah. and things like that. We can't sell beer to go here. Right. Right. Which is such a pain in the ass. Again, it's an, it's another one well, of those Well, you can archaic. sell them a beer and then they can go play disc golf and just kind of wander away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then they have one beer. You know, it's like, well, you know. Which we do not advocate. Mr. Burns can't see you winking. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Don't do that. <laughs> but y'all can still fill the growlers here, or no, no y'all can't. No, no they can't take it to go. So you would have to have a brewer, a brew pub license. So like a place right. like Hops and Grain. Hops and Grain had the same type of license that we had, but economically they looked at it and said, well, our barrel capacity, and I may be paraphrasing all of this, but their barrel capacity wasn't where they said, you know. If we change the license, it would only benefit us more. So they changed mm-hmm. their license to a brew pub so they can fill crowlers, growlers, things like that. They can sell beer to go. Right. But now they can't for, s- yeah. sell it on premise, right? Yeah, they can sell on premise oh, okay. and for off premise consumption. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you could go there and buy like a six pack or a single can if you want. Uh, but yeah, the, the licensing is, is a pain when it comes to distribution. It's a pain. And really, it comes down to the idea that, especially in Texas and especially when it comes to lawmakers that are very heavily involved. Involved with wanting to promote small businesses, locally owned businesses. They do a huge disservice to the industry. The industry employs yeah. so many people across the U.S. And we have one of the most broken beer law systems in place here. And a lot of that really has to do with the big guys, the big guys that have deep pockets, you know, hush, hush money type of thing. But we're not going anywhere. You know, we're going to continue to fight that. And that's that's, that's another good thing that we see being a part of, you know, the Texas Craft Brewers Guild and, you know, Craft Pack and all of that. So good stuff. I feel like I'm rambling. No, no, no. I mean, this this is why you're here. So we can talk to you. Yeah, Yeah. 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 we're here so that you can provide insight into the industry, the brewery specifically. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they're tired of us by now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go now. (laughs) So going back to Grodziski, what made y'all want to do the smoke flavor? What? uh, Yeah, because you have other smoked beers. And well, like you were saying earlier, there aren't any breweries around here that do a year-round smoke, right? 
right? Correct, yeah. One thing that Live Oak does exceptionally well is that we make beer that is very, I don't like to necessarily use the word approachable, but right. it, but it's it's approachable. This is kind of like what beer is meant to be. Right. Beer is yeah. meant to be enjoyed in a group, mm-hmm. with friends, with family. It's meant to be something that it isn't it's not an exclusive club not to say that the industry as a whole is like that but in some ways it is it's very you yeah. have a lot of people that yeah. chase whales and there's nothing wrong with that inherently but what we have always done is we make beer that is just good drinking. Right. So you're not going to try to make a 65 proof or 65% ABV. <laughs> right. Right. Beer. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not, no, we're no. not going to, you know, shove it into the or dead carcass of, uh, again, there's breweries that will test the limits of that. And that's fine. It, that's just not what we do. We, no, we're, yeah. we're very, uh, just a good drinking. You, you, yeah, you want to yeah. make beers that you want to drink, that right. you right, want to yeah. enjoy. Right. Yeah. And it's all, German styles or, you know, some other European styles as well. Grzycki is a Polish smoked wheat beer. Right. So we use 100% smoked wheat malt. It finishes nice and clean like a Pilsner. Yeah. I'm usually not into necessarily wheat beers that are, that are, I just don't really like wheat beers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just not really my style. Like our Hef, God bless our Hef, you know, it's a great beer. It's just not my style. And, and Grzycki kind of flips that style on mm-hmm. its head in a lot of ways. But Grzycki is no longer produced. Uh, it used to be a beer that was produced in Grzycki, Poland. And I think the last production was in like 1993 and is no longer in production anymore. I mean, a lot of American breweries and some actually other European breweries are starting to kind of bring that style back. It's just an interesting, it's like a table beer. Yeah. This is a beer that well, like, it, yeah, you would literally give your kid, yeah, you it's know, like 3%, at eight years old. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Eight years old. Yeah. Eight year olds, dude. Yeah, that's a good age to start them. Here you go, kid. Absolutely. Well, yeah. In in Germany, he mentioned, he mentioned the pack earlier, so yeah, yeah. I'm trying to change that law too. Yeah, we're trying to lower the drinking. <laughs> like in uh, what is it, kitty beer or whatever in Germany? Kinder Kinder, kinder beer. beer. Kinder yeah. beer. Yeah. Even like Berliner Weiss. I mean, yeah. that's a beer that like kids can absolutely yeah. drink. And, and again, not advocating for that, but <laughs> no. like the idea. Again, it kind of goes back to that idea that that is what beer is. Is it's yeah. If you do it responsibly, which I feel like most people do, you know, it's, yeah, all right, the kid can have a sip of beer. Right. You know, I used to tell my daughter, who's five years old, oh, no, daddy is selling daddy and sodas. drinking coffee. Like, <laughs> she found out not too long ago that that is not the case. So. Kids are smart. Coffee doesn't get you fucked up. <laughs> In other ways, it will. Yeah. It's just a different kind of fucked up. So our head brewer, Dusan, actually, he's Polish. He went to Poland, really loved that style of beer. Nice. And wanted to bring it back. Another cool thing about our brewery is actually all of our ingredients come from Germany. So they're all high quality. We pay more for it. Yeah, yeah. All of our malts come from Germany. Our hops come from Germany. All of our equipment is from Germany. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So it's, we're very, very German. We're style. replicating. Very efficient. Yeah, we're very efficient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so does Grodziski mean from Grodz? It's a play on words. If you were to ask my ex-wife, uh, <laughs> that is not a real word. I think the reason why we did it that way with the ski at the yeah. end is to kind of give it that. It's it's a it's like a, a made up, it, yeah it's like a made yeah, up yeah. Polish okay. word yeah. um, which is totally fine I'm not going to argue <laughs> the merits whether or not it should be called that or not but <laughs> you're the marketing guy <laughs> yeah. I mean we, I, you I, should I, argue for it <laughs> yeah. well I mean like what was the like for instance fuck I mean 
no, you're, you're fine. fine. You're okay, fine. Cool. Yeah, it's fine. We've all said it a few times. We're, we're drinking beer. It That's going to happen. Yeah, you're we, right. You're we right. actually, when we started, I was saying, let's try not to curse so much because we want as many people to hear this. Sure, but sure. And now we have a bit where we are encouraged people, people to come up to come cutter find and, Cutter and yeah. tell him fuck you. <laughs> Having <laughs> such a distinctive name. If you find a wild name, cutter, yeah. if you find him in the wild, I will, nice. I will buy you a beer. I like that. So like most recently, the BJCP, am I saying, is that the right one? That sounds sick. Kinky. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the definitions and the categories in which yeah, beers are in yeah. being judged were they recently added hazy IPA. Uh, yeah, I was I was talking about that last night, actually, yeah. uh, because it's a totally different animal from the American IPA, mm-hmm. which is overly hoppy with the dry finish. But the New England IPA, the hazy IPA, is more of a fruity with a luscious mouthfeel, they say. Mm-hmm. Luscious, yeah, juicy. It's yes, very juicy. Juicy, yes. Yeah. Juicy instead of the dank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's kind of like, it's it's like that where it's, you know, this wasn't a thing and now it, now is, it is a thing. And we're, you know, we're calling this Grudzitsky. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, you're so subjective. I mean, you oh, can yeah. literally, I mean, there, there's also that fine line, you know, where you get into like, yeah, between porters and stouts, what, oh, yeah. pale ales and IPAs. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, now it's a session IPA. I mean, I used to work for Founders and oh, when we made wow. all day IPA, it was, everyone's like, well, that's a, a pale ale. I'm like, <laughs> I see what you're saying, but you know what? No, we're just going to call it that. And then that became, it's ca- a category in and of itself. So it's there's so much gray areas between there a lot of them. And you know. the amount of times I've had to argue with people over something like beer is yeah. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And at the end of the day, and there I quit. are some I people that are so into it and they'll just argue about some people points just, that just seem kind of stupid when yeah. you, it's just if you like it. You Drink it. Some people well, just have to be right. Argue well, are we talking but about Clint? You, yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, but then you also that? have like the places in Europe that are like, well, that's yeah, a like, such and such style like, like beer. Like the Kolsch but- that we had the other week, which... Right. Right. Cutter was, was you had who, who, a question about the, so the Kolsch Whitestone okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Whitestone's Kolsch yeah converter Kolsch we talked about how Kolsch style and it can't actually be a Kolsch unless it's from Cologne Cologne yeah <laughs> it's a local pronunciation fifty kilometers. Yeah. Outside Cologne. And unless same it was with, grandfathered uh, in. Same with like champagne. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Champagne, yeah, champagne. Yeah. 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 Unless it was made in America because they're not part of that convention. So we, well, I think there's a couple America, places before. You can just call it whatever you want. You don't have to call it sparkling wine. But if you're in Europe, you have to call it sparkling wine if it's not made in the Champagne Valley. <laughs> I was about to say there are a couple of wineries that were founded before in the French style that they grandfathered mm-hmm. in. But, yeah, and the yeah. same with the Kolsch, actually. Yeah. So. Which was right. my number one beer for the season. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was. that was my favorite. So the Grodzitski, I'm getting that smokiness. It, yes. For some reason, it's just all pork to me. It's like <laughs> smoked pork is what I'm really well, like you cook picturing. pork over the malt as you smoke it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to teach the Germans. Uh, <laughs> you get the, this you, is how you barbecue the, in Texas. This, as you, this is efficient. <laughs> as you smoke, exactly. As you smoke those malts, the pork is roasting over top of them and the and fat just is just dripping down. down. Oh my God, that oh, sounds like so awesome. Idea. What, 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 what wood <laughs> do you use? doesn't actually happen. Talk to your brewer. <laughs> what wood do you use? Uh, do you use beech wood? Because I've read that's pretty popular. I believe so. Like I said, so we get all of our ingredients from Germany. So those ingredients are shipped here. Like we don't do any of like the kilning or anything. Like oh, I get you. Okay. But yeah, the pork comment is, well, that's a higher <laughs> class comment than some of the other ones that we've read, which is basically like it tastes like hot dog water. <laughs> I really hope that that didn't Chocolate ruin it for yeah. anybody. No. But- I, you know, it's, I it's, enjoyed it. It's one of those it things like, like you're always. I'm gonna cut you guys off. Now. <laughs> 
you're, you're always going to find certain flavors uh, within a beer and your mind will try to associate it with something, right. something else. Yeah. Right. That shouldn't necessarily be a negative thing. No. I, but uh, granted, like the buttered popcorn flavor, right. you know, when you're getting like to acid all and things like that. Yeah, that's that's a bad off flavor. Yeah. But for this, I mean, yeah. that's it's because and when we try the Schwarzer Rausch, you'll see the difference between the smoke, the smokiness of the Grzitzki versus the Schwarzer Rausch. But because it's such a lighter beer, that smokiness kind of comes out a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah. versus the Schwarzer, which is a black smoke. Oh. So it's you've got more of the hops and the malt flavor versus just the smoke. Yeah. 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 So what's wrong with all these people who are drinking hot dog water? Like, <laughs> I've never had How hot do dog know? water, so I don't know that. This would you never just boiled some hot dogs and had <laughs> all that water <laughs> left over? Sure. You're like, I don't, I don't want to waste this water. Well, you throw the hot dogs out just for the hot dog water. Just like you're roasting the pork over there. I'm yeah, I was, I was thinking like a really nice smoked pork, like meat sandwich or something like that. Okay. Not hot like a Cuban. Like, yeah. yeah, these people, they hate Limp Biscuit. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, that explains it. Which Gosh. is fine because chocolate starfish yeah <laughs> well i like so, it so i finished my radzitski and i moved on to the doppelbach which is liquid bread this is my beer right yeah here. this is yeah i'm yeah. digging this, this is one. delicious so i don't know if you knew this but we did a recap episode where we covered what we like to drink beers, over yeah. our last 10 yeah. episodes oh wow yeah so ross and i actually picked big, big bark, bark. As nice. our favorite that we covered over the last 10. It was but I'm delicious. Like, Surprisingly, I did not know that I was so into lagers until yeah. I had the big bark. Yeah. Yeah. It was between that and Celis White for me. And I, the only reason I really went Celis White was, it was because, because I he, was going to <laughs> big, <laughs> yeah, big bark. So. I will say this. So I have worked for, this is my third brewery that I've worked for. Yeah. Founders being the first one, I used to work for uh, Lakewood out of, uh, oh, yeah. out of Garland. Yeah. We uh, that's another the, one that you don't say Dallas, Dallas. you say Garland. Yeah, yeah we had... We had their temptress when we were yes. pairing macarons and uh Yeah. So to clue you in on that, we did an episode strong, where we actually. paired different beers, four different beers with a baker baked us macarons to, wow. to pair, pair with, with them. them. Yeah. Uh, she made it this was amazing. That's awesome. She made this uh chocolate Guinness ganache. Yeah, Guinness ganache filling. That was fantastic. There was also the Irish cream with, with Bailey's. Guinness. Yeah. That was a green one. It was okay. fantastic. Yeah. But we were like, why don't uh, we eat cookies with Mason. beer all the time? Like, it's amazing. Oh yeah. I mean, beer. you can make you can make milkshakes out of it there and you stuff. Go. I mean, well, there's milkshake IPAs. <laughs> uh, so, so what I was saying is that when I've worked for those two breweries, they mainly specialized in ales. Founders definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean. When I was working for them, they hadn't put out a lager in, it was like 12 years or something like that. Well, I mean, I guess if you're set up for ales, you have to mm-hmm. do a completely different setup to ferment in cold. And then you have to, you know, obviously regulate the temperature pretty closely. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so it, it was one of those things because you, when you work for those breweries, you get a lot of free beer. And so like you're <laughs> drinking you those beer, and like, those are the styles. And like, I didn't necessarily stay away from lagers, yeah. but I did quite a bit and mm-hmm. I've always liked live Oak. And then when I started working here, I was like, my God, pills. Just keep giving me pills. Yeah, right. And then it was like, cool, let's like keep drinking everything else. And yeah. I've found a kind of a new appreciation for all the beers that we make. We don't condone pill popping. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Yes. So, yeah, so you said you worked for Founders. We just got. I picked up half a case of the KBS that nice. just came out. Yeah. Nice. So we're going to drink some. So, yeah, we're pretty tonight. excited yeah. about trying that. It's a, it's a great beer. I remember ugh, the. 
so I've worked also in like retail settings mm-hmm. uh, I, up in New York. That was the first time I was ever introduced to founders. And I, I worked for Whole Foods doing beer buying. Oh, yeah. And I had a, a close relationship with the distributor that distributed founders out there. And I got like really good deals where it was like, all right. How about this? I'll give you guys a 50 case display. I want more KBS. And they're like, done. And I would get like eight <laughs> cases. And meanwhile, I'm selling people individual bottles, yeah. but I'm taking home two four packs oh. <laughs> because nobody knows about this beer. Yeah. And then I moved down here and it was literally oh. right before the launch of Founders and nobody had, everyone was, most people, most people had no idea who Founders was. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, oh, just wait. Yeah. Like just wait. And then they launched and it then that's when up. I saw that they yeah. were looking for a rep. And I was like, you gotta be shitting me. I was like, <laughs> so I was like, Hey, I just saw this. And I sent my, my resume and everything. Yeah. Got a call the next day. And like, and the rest is history. I mean, my, my first month with them, all the sales team, which wasn't many at the time. Yeah. We were all, we all took a trip out to the Bahamas. <laughs> wow. yeah, that thing probably sells itself. Yeah. 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 Really? yeah. But KBS, it was a fantastic beer still is. But again, it kind of comes back to that idea that like there's so much hype around certain beers and everything else kind of gets left out, you know, like everything else will be kind of forgotten about. And I what I love about us is we're like, yeah, no, we'll do a few that are just kind of like, yeah, rare taproom only like the IPA that we're not selling that to anybody other than here. We want you to come enjoy what we've built out here. And that is I think that's what separates us kind of from everyone else. The story, the atmosphere, it's all like just... You just moved out here last year, right? No, uh, we have been here at this location for almost three years, I believe. Three years? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's been a lot of like different construction projects going on. Like like we're starting to actually expand a little bit more of like some of the disc golf course. We're going to try to maybe add a few more holes out there. Uh, But how many holes do you have? Nine. Nine. Yeah. And we sit on 22 acres. Uh I mean, it's... Wow. Okay. It's insane. Like when I come to work every day, I just, I'm like... It's lunchtime, time yeah. to take a walk. Yeah. And you just yeah. take a walk and you, you just enjoy it. It's beautiful. You, yeah, it's right out here next to the Colorado River yep. in the middle of nature. Well, I never went to the old location, but Tony did. Yeah. And so it was... Well, what, what, what did you think of the old look? I really liked it. Like really? it just tucked back there <laughs> and I did one of the brewery tours nice. and really, really enjoyed it. It was an old meat packaging. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it looked like it. It's an awkward building. Yeah. <laughs> I never actually visited it, but I had posted something on the Austin beer Reddit the other day yeah. about, I, I posted the, the speaking of the, yeah, the yeah, trailer. Yeah, I, saw that. I posted actually, that on uh, there. Tony forwarded that to I'm a little us. bit of a lurker on there. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, Somebody, I forget who it was, but I'm, and I'm waiting to get their permission because I want to put it more on social media, but what I might do is just like, I'll kind of casually do it. But this company kind of did like a virtual tour of the brewery at the time and you can like go through and it's, I mean, you look at that production facility yeah. and it is like am i gonna get tetanus being in here you know i mean like and that's not the well, same you, you that, kept like, the meat hooks right? oh yeah, yeah those like, were yeah that, that's when you get written up you know like that's that's the first place you go back on the hooks well, yeah hey, where are we supposed to smoke the pork like <laughs> and, and what's crazy to think about you look at that you, you look at the old facility that we got there and i don't know if you guys know this our hefeweizen is the second highest hef uh, second highest rated half in the world. Wow. Oh, wow. I, I, knew, I knew it was like, when you think of Live Oak, mm-hmm. it's the half that yeah, you right. think of yep. pretty much since I moved to Austin. Yeah. yeah. If if you want to have, it's Live Oak. It's Live Oak. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, it, we, are, we are right behind Vine Stefan, their half. And that's really? the oldest fucking brewery in the wow. world. Yeah. So <laughs> you think they just give them a couple of points because of that? Uh, <laughs> they have more reviews. So yeah, more people rated yeah. us. We yeah. could be technically number one, but that, I mean, go. that's the Listeners. money maker. Yeah, yeah. 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 Please go. And, and you know, 
the cool thing is that yeah, coming from this like sh- I don't want to say shit facility, but you know, yeah. like you look at it to and you're like, it's it's just new, it is what it is yeah, versus yeah. what we've got here. You look at that and you're like, wow, that is where the second highest half is coming from. Like yeah. that's amazing, and it's it's mind blowing to me to see that and that that people just have no idea. Well, I mean, it's typical twenty it? twenty one year olds just kind of show up yeah. and they just uh, expect the world. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we want ten more acres. So, but you think it's easier to create great beer in a great facility? Is no, it- I don't personally think that. I, yeah. I I think the outside perspective. Uh, what I just relayed is that yeah. is that idea that it's interesting to me, given the confines of that. I mean, if you take that virtual tour, you can yeah. kind of see it's a small space. I yeah. mean, it's it's awkward overhangs and all of this. And then you come here and it's like, we got room to stretch out. Yeah. You know, it's like moving from your studio apartment, you know, or a dorm room to like your first like, you know, two bedroom house well, yeah, and you have it, a yard. And like, people are brewing great. Be- well, I don't know. Uh, people are home, home brewing mm-hmm. in their dorm rooms. Sure. So, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's and it's and also too it's like that it's that learning experience like uh-huh. if you can translate it from that type of facility that we had to yeah. something bigger that's that's an excellent testament it's people think that it's it's just like you increase it you know by volume like yeah. okay here's my recipe for no, my, you, my home you brew. have to you have to right, create yeah. a whole new yeah. recipe yeah that's what when we did the tour at Adelbert's mm-hmm. that's what they were talking about because when they moved into their facility they they bought these giant tanks which they thought would you know they had planned to expand mm-hmm. they were explaining there, there's basically two ways to do it you can buy what you need right now mm-hmm. and then when you get big when you you expand then you buy a whole new line of equipment bigger tanks and everything but when you move to that then your recipe completely changes the chemistry but, changes yeah, everything yeah. but when 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 you have this recipe that you like that is great they were fortunate There's enough risking. to yeah, yeah to yeah. get it all on the front end where mm-hmm. they had almost too much yeah. and then were able to grow grow into, into it, it yeah. rather exactly. than having to like well time to bolt on a little bit more right and, right yeah because that's where you get you get that you know you get confined to mm-hmm. your to your capacity and you feel like you have to you don't have to brew that much yeah. like that's yeah. just your current capacity based on your scheduling and all of that and we're at I believe like seventeen eighteen thousand barrels which okay. is a lot but it's not at yeah. the same time I mean comparatively I mean shit when I started with founders we were at I think seventy five thousand barrels wow. and then within the four years that I worked there it might've been at seven, like capacity wise was 750,000. That is a big number. That's an insane amount of beer to pump out. And when you think about it, I mean, major metropolitan areas, we're only Austin, San Antonio, Houston. We pulled out of DFW because we couldn't keep up with our home market. You can just say Dallas. (laughs) 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 That's all one. There it is. First one. First one. That's the first one. There we go. Well, we thank you for uh, taking care of the home people because absolutely, yeah, yeah. This is it. Is always nice to walk into a bar and you see this and you know what you're getting. Yeah, like, good stuff. And actually, a, a really interesting thing that I'm trying to do on my end within my role with the company is kind of this year creating this sort of like campaign where it basically hashtag more than half. There you go. Because yeah. I mean, ha- yeah. we we because you have so many beers exactly, and people just go to the half. But. And it's we love it. It's yeah. our money maker. Oh yeah, you know, like second you, in you, the world. We're not going to treat it like you know the uh, you know ugly stepchild. Exactly. Like we're that. we're yeah. we're very proud of it. It has yeah. grown up into a nice, beautiful young man, young woman. Yeah. 
but we have so many other beers that we want to focus on that a lot of people just don't realize. And then when, once we introduce oh, yeah. them to that and that idea, again, that sort beer. of philosophy yeah. of our brewery yeah. is that beer is meant to be enjoyed. That yeah. all of a sudden that opens up a whole, a whole, a whole nother, a whole new world, you know, Aladdin whole and shit. We'll add in the sound effects later. Yeah. I think, I think Cutter and I nailed it. Yeah. yeah. You, don't, you, don't, you don't need the actuals. There was no auto tune. So, uh, so personally, my first encounter with the Live Oak Hef caused me actually to avoid Live Oak because I, it obviously wasn't. I, I've since tried it again, since actually after the Big Bark, and it's, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess where I had had it, they had, I don't know, maybe they had a dirty, dirty line, line or, or something. Yeah. Something was they had a problem with, but I got a lot of wet dog sure. out of it. Sure. So I was like, uh, I think I, I I listened to that up. It was a big episode, right? <laughs> oh, I remember, yeah, I remember I, that. I might have, yeah. I made that. I made that. <laughs> um, so one thing that we are very adamant about it is it, it again. It kind of encompasses who we are as a mm-hmm. brewery and our our sort of philosophy about beer, and we do the best that we can within the confines of what we're presented. Right. So because we self-distribute, we also have our own team that goes out. Well, team. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just We're me. very organized. Yeah, for a long time, it was just me. Uh, yeah. I, I would go. Team is a strong team mic. Yeah. And also like relaying the importance of that to your retail accounts that your beer is in. And, well, of and course, the, yeah, because if somebody has a bad beer, they can put them off the whole line. This is what they're doing sometimes. They're, they're putting the entire... They're, they're putting the faucet into the oh, glass. And so there are, get, there are, yeah. there are issues that happen that are outside of our control. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, granted also too, we, we do have, we do have quality control that we do check for things. Uh, actually any brewery that is even thinking of getting started, that is an absolute must because that oh, will yeah, make or course. break your brand. And you don't want that in this, especially in the growing market yeah. because you will tank yourself quicker yeah. than you get started. So for us, it is very important that we also are in the business of education. So we make it a point to also practically teach, you know, retail accounts, the bartenders, the bar mm-hmm. managers, things like, Hey, look, you don't necessarily have to invest in this equipment, which I suggest every bar should. Yeah. It's not that hard to do. It's you have line cleaner. You have it, clean it, does, oh, yeah. it doesn't only it. help you. It helps them. Absolutely. The I have been in the places that I Nobody will not beer. drink beer at yeah. unless it's ours because I know how their draft lines are. I know that I've sat in a place and I have when I have poured I won't I won't name names, but I have poured a beer oh. out and I'm like or I've poured the cleaner out rather and the cleaner comes out black Ooh. and you're just like what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, in every other aspect, when it comes to somebody's business, they look at that sort of front end, Mm -hmm. you know, interaction with the customer and how they present themselves and they, this and that beer has become kind of a, it's kind of a novelty in a lot of places, especially Mm -hmm. restaurants. It's a, it's a more of a novel thing. They know that people will drink it. They know that people drink it. They want craft beer. So fuck it. We'll put in four tap handles, whatever, Mm -hmm. but they don't take the time to learn why people want the beer. We want you to have the same experience when you come here, when you're out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And so that sort of, we try to bridge that gap when it comes to how we present our brand uh, and, and what we provide for our customers, whether that's, you know, on that sort of retail level or whenever it's on, you know, an on-premise account or whatever that we go to. And I think that's how you do make it accessible. It's Absolutely. like, Hey, you know, I enjoyed it out here. I can take it home. And eventually like when you got the growlers to go, I mean, it's something where people will be looking back and like, yeah, 40 years from now. Like yeah. I remember back when I was a kid and this was consistent. <laughs> Yeah. And the random stuff that just sticks in the head. Like, hey, I learned something about how to pour a beer, how to do this. So, like, cleaning the lines and everything. And so, like, that's what sticks to me. And it's like, and I know that 
so and so over here does mm-hmm. it, so and so over there does it. So it's like it just it just helps the industry as a whole. And that, and that's also a problem too when it comes to when you get picked up by distributors because then the distributors are now responsible for doing things yeah. like just maintenance like that. And I don't know, man. Like I've been to a lot of places and sometimes I'll see a rep that comes in from a distributor, but they're also cleaning like 10 lines. Like how quickly are they working through this? Like I can be efficient, I can get do- my business done quicker, but I may have one or two tap handles. But I'm also providing that experience like once every two weeks, three weeks. Right. You know, we try to get it within the, within every two weeks. But if there's a competitor's brand or whatever that's on and, you know, somebody calls us up and they're like, hey, we'd like to put on the heft. Like, we'll say, okay, if it's replacing a line, we're definitely going to come out and clean it because you don't want that residual stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, a wholesaler may not be as, you know. Right. Diligent. Yeah. To- because to them, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're just selling it's a sale. beer. They're it's just, a sale to them. The wholesale, you know, sells as much beer as you can. Yeah. 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 So getting back to this doppel, it's got a real sweet element to yeah. it. Yes. Oh, I, I, yeah. I love uh, that. It's so nice. It's yeah. like, especially contrasting that with I mean, the uh, Radzinski oh, yeah. before. Yeah, exactly. It really is more a, l- a little bit more pronounced. Yeah. Like it's sort of fading now that I'm halfway through it, mm-hmm. but I and, really enjoy it. And this is wh- what is the ABV on this? Uh, it's seven three. Yeah, you well, would never, it, it, you, it, would it, never you would never, you would never guess pro- that. It'd so probably smooth. really sneak up what on are, you. Yeah. So what yeah. is the what is the sweetness in this one? It's so that's just the, the that, that's just the malt. Yeah. Just yeah. the malt. Yeah, the, okay. the, the malt bill that we have on this, especially, is, is you get a lot of like sort of chocolate, uh-huh. toffee, caramel, yeah. toffee, yeah. Yeah. I can, Co- toffee and caramel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I feel like that definitely adds to like just the smoothness. How easy it is oh, to yeah. drink. Yeah, yeah. I can taste some of the the alcoholiness under it, mm-hmm. but especially it's as like, it warms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it, this is one of those dangerous beers where oh, it's yeah. like, it's going down so <laughs> smooth. I'm like, slow down. Hold on. <laughs> Don't just sip this like but it's, it's water. But it's so good. Yeah. Doppelbox, that's what monks live on during their fasting Oh, yeah, periods. liquid bread. Yeah, yeah liquid said bread. That, yeah. yeah, I said that before. So yeah. you're saying that this would be enough to like survive on? Like yeah, it would give the, you nutrients there's, and stuff? There's actually a story because so monks gave up bread for lint i'm not sure where travis Dales. oh there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah they they gave gave up bread for lint so they basically had no sustenance but they brewed the doppelbach and that took them through 40 days without any right. like carbohydrates or anything like that so you're saying it was a loophole so they, <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah they, they exploited a loophole yeah. <laughs> that's what heroes do well that that's where that's where the brewery the breweries were at the uh, monk house. What, what, wait, what did, where did monks live? Not the monk monastery. House. <laughs> monk house. No, there I like I like, I like monk house better. I can I can remember this. Monk houses and nunneries. <laughs> Get thee to a nunnery. The other doppel. It's the doppel dunkel Weisenbach from Wrench. Yeah. Is also they're I'd comparable. Say, this I'd is say probably it's, a little it's bit a lot smoother. More boozy. Yeah. Yeah, but. I, is that just like a it, it, what? <laughs> I don't know the specifics. So, I haven't re- looked it up, but I mean, like, yeah, they I've seen three beers. Wrench okay. Brewery up in Georgetown. Georgetown, yeah. On tap, they have a Doppel Dunkel Weizenbach. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what they call it. Wow. So I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a very Germanic say, word. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and uh, a very strong. I think most doppels are, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, yeah, very high alcohol content, mm-hmm. but surprisingly very smooth, yeah. just like this. Yeah, the flavor is so pronounced that the smokiness was so was very intense. Yeah, I really like it was yeah. it was, but the smokiness is gone mm-hmm. from my palate completely. Yeah. This is, is it, this is a really good beer, and the, 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 the like they were talking about that 
that tastes the smoothness has completely replaced all that smoke. Hey, Cutter. What's up, Ross? Have you heard of the Alamo Draft House? I have not heard of the Alamo Draft House. Oh, the Alamo Draft House, or the Draft House, as the cool kids are calling it. The Draft House is dinner, drinks, movies, and events all under one roof. With their attention to detail in film presentation and programming has made them a second home to movie fans all over the planet. Wow. As long as you're okay hearing the guy next to you scraping his fork on his plate trying to get the last (laughs) bit of salad while Bill Pullman is trying to fight for independence. (laughs) What are you waiting for? Check out all the great movies playing at the Draft House, such as How Come You Get to Be Player One, Isle of Dags, Highlander starring Betty White, and Freddy versus Jason versus the Board of Education. <laughs> Alamo, where you get to watch movies. <laughs> I like Dags. These are all movies I want passes to. <laughs> I remember the first time people were telling me about, is it the Drought House, the bar? The Drought House? Or, oh, except it's still it, Drought House. Yeah, Draft, draft House. But, yeah. But so they were like... G, with a GH. Yeah, they were like, oh, let's meet the Draft House. And I was like, Which okay. So they play and I drove there? to the movie theater. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't see you guys. And they're like, yeah, parking sucks. And I was like, well, yeah, but it's you should be up right in the front. They're like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you distinguished Draft House from So I went and saw house. a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us this week as we explored Live Oak. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This This is is the podcast. Three Beers In is a proud member of the Hopped Up Network. Thanks for sticking around. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, TuneIn, and on the hoppedupnetwork.com. If you like what you heard, rate and review us on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Three Bears In Podcast and check out our website, threebeersinpodcast.com. Three, the number three, beersinpodcast.com. You can find information about us and the show along with the links to all of our episodes and our really cool merchandise. While you're on our site, you can tell us what you like, what you don't like. And if you don't like us, then why the hell are you still here? You should have turned us off long ago. But if you're just going to listen to us anyway, then you should probably subscribe too. And if you'd like a transcript of our podcast, write down everything that we just said. Man, I'm going to bing it when I get home.
you are looking for more beer podcasts, just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. What's up, everyone? My name is Matt. And my name is Kate. And we are your hosts of the Craft House Cinema Podcast. Craft House Cinema celebrates all of the history, people, places, fuck-ups, and triumphs that go into the production of two of the world's greatest art forms, beer and movies. We also love hearing from you. Follow us on Instagram at Craft House Cinema to join the discussion. So crack open a cold one, watch some good movies, and hang out with us. On the Craft House Cinema Podcast.